Hello, everyone. It's time to eat, drink, and be merry with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy. Everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio. Uh, you know what? It's time to eat, drink, and be merry, but we're going to talk about an amazing chef. We're going to talk about Chef Charlie Trotter, and there's a brand new documentary film out. It comes out in November, right? We're in that month, but it's out in time for you guys to go see it before Thanksgiving when you start thinking about all the chefs working really hard. It comes out November 18th in select theaters, and it'll be out on Apple and Amazon, so you can download it at home or at your leisure. And so excited to have documentary filmmaker and director Rebecca Halpern join us to talk about the award-winning documentary. It's called Love, Charlie, The Rise and Fall of Chef Charlie Trotter. And you can go to oakstreet.pictures uh, and check out more. So welcome to the show, Rebecca. How are you? Thanks, Lisa. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, you know, Nancy and I watched this, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, you made us cry. Seriously, you, you, I, I haven't been blubbery like on a movie for a long, long time. So, um, yeah, you made me cry. <laughs> you know, it's interesting you should say that because I think a big part of the movie sort of touches on this idea of not realizing what you have until it's gone. And Chef Charlie Trotter was such a supernova who made such an impact on the culinary world. And he flamed out so quickly at the end of his life that I wanted to leave the audience almost feeling breathless, like they didn't know what they just saw, because I think that was the impression that he left uh, on the culinary world. Well, he was really, when you talk about massive, he really did bring uh, Chicago food, you know, that became a destination because of him, right, for food. Um, he really did so much in the industry and just even helping chefs, his philanthropy. And he was, a, of course, you know, when you get people that are genius like him, a little wild and a little crazy too, but um, you know I'm I'm excited for people to go and watch this and really understand. I think it really shows how much hard work goes into a restaurant, especially with someone with such a good vision. You know, I think when you start listing out all the things that Charlie Trotter did first, it's pretty remarkable. You know, he ran his restaurant for 25 years, and he's credited with putting Chicago on the map. Mm -hmm. for food. He did two 10-course tasting menus every night, uh, one of which was a vegetarian menu, which had never been done before. Uh, he opened his restaurant in 1987. So imagine putting quinoa on the menu back then. Nobody even knew what quinoa was, right. you know? Um, he never served the same dish twice. So there's a, a cast member in the film who ate at Charlie Trotter's 424 mm -hmm. times. Wow. That means that he ate 4,200 240 dishes, different dishes that were prepared by Charlie and his team. And interestingly, Charlie's meals took about three hours. So that's 53 days of his entire life that he spent at Charlie Trotter's. I mean, that's dedication. But you know, going back to these inventions that Charlie did, he he's credited with inventing microgreens. Um, he was the first American chef to put a table in his kitchen, which is totally right. commonplace today. And his cookbooks, which were more the, the style of a coffee table book, um, that style of photography where he gets really up close and personal with the food was something that had never been done before. You know, in the 80s, up till then, cookbooks were really just instruction manuals with maybe some pretty illustrations or a few photographs. 
but nobody really took the time to express their philosophy on food, the why behind the recipes, and then illustrate that through photography. Mm. So he became kind of the godfather of food porn. For and having- also under, and putting vegetables and vegetarianism on the map too, because, you know, I, I remember being vegan for a while and, um, you, I, you know, if you could get a baked potato, you were lucky, you know, it was just, that was it. Here's your iceberg lettuce and your potato, depending on where you're going. But he really put, I think, put vegetables and vegetarian dishes on the map that these, you know, don't underrate vegetables. I mean, front and center vegetables were a key part of Charlie Trotter's um, point of view on cuisine, and he didn't want them to be in second position to exotic meats or fish or chicken or poultry. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. I mean, when you think about how innovative he was, that really drew a lot of remarkable chefs, hundreds of them to work, to want to work for him. Um, and they've all gone on to become the who's who of the culinary world. And yet somehow his legacy stands to be lost to time. And so because he came along before social media, we felt it was really important to tell his story now so that so many people understand whose shoulders they're standing on. Yeah, I think that was really made apparent in the movie and just also who he was as an individual and talking about excellence and just how you utilize the postcards and his personal writings to his loved ones. Like he went from being Charlie to Chuck and, um, you know, just it was actually at least, sorry to correct you. It was Chuck to Charlie, which was Chuck really to Charlie. There you go. <laughs> because you think if you think about the restaurant as a stage. Chef mm-hmm. Charlie Trotter was a role that young Chuck Trotter had to assume in order to make his fine dining establishment a success. And in putting that in assuming that role in playing that role for 25 years, his identity became consumed by it. And by the end of the restaurant's life in year 25, you know, he realized that he needed to get back in touch with his authentic self, who Chuck mm-hmm. was, right? Mm-hmm. And when the restaurant closed, you hear Grant Ackett's of Alinea, uh, who was mm. a protege of Charlie's. You hear him say, when the restaurant closed, Charlie closed. And it's true. There was no more movie to be made with Chef Charlie Trotter as the star. And he passed away a year later. It's it, that I mean, he said that was it his whole life, you know. And and then when he spoke um, and you had Anthony Bourdain on there, which really that was also touching. You know, he really stood up for for Charlie. He really said like, you just, it's shabby what people forgot about who he was. Like, you know, it's like all these people stood on his shoulders to get where they are today. That's why I think it was, it's just so important that you've done this film. What led you to it? Like what, cause tell us a little bit about your, your mom's history. Cause this is cool. (laughs) It's all connected. Yeah. Um, so my mom was a food writer in Chicago in the 1980s and 1990s. And I never ate at Charlie Trotter's restaurant, but I remember when it opened, she would talk about him like he was some kind of unicorn, you know, like who was born to revolutionize the culinary world. And when I was approached to direct this, you know, being from Chicago, I went to the same high school that Charlie Trotter went to. I grew up in the same town as Charlie Trotter. I really felt a connection to the story. Like I understood him. I understood Chicago in the 90s, which felt like the center of the world. I really understood his position 
in the city in terms of putting it on the map for food. And and at the end of the day, um, I walked into that meeting with our producer, Renee Frigo, and I just felt like it was my project to make as an homage to Charlie, as an homage to the city, and as an homage to my own family and my personal connections to food in Chicago. So it was great. It was really great. And the, the connections also with his parents, um, his parents being in the documentary, I think his mom just and his dad. I mean, how his dad tried to like guide him in business, too. Exactly. His, you know, every successful chef has a business partner who really um, sort of helps provide the backbone to the business and lets the artist, the chef who is the artist, um, do his thing. You know, in in the case of Grant Ackett's, it was Nick Kakonis. And in Charlie's case, it was his dad, dad, Bob. And Bob was very much a tempering influence on Charlie. Um, he kind of helped Charlie sort of steer the ship. And his dad died a few years after the restaurant opened. And from that point forward, many people say that, you know, Chef Charlie Trotter that we know that sort of caricature of him was unleashed. And there was there was no one there to kind of rein him in. And um, and that's when many believe Charlie became kind of corrupted by his own fame, his own success. You know, he was playing in very rarefied air with the kind of clientele he was taking care of. I mean, like the King of Sweden. And so, um, so yeah, so that was, um, that was a big part of it. Mm, I think, you know, it also, you share a story about being overconsumed with, with your passions. Like he was very passionate with what he did and, very exacting, very controlling of his environment too. And the people like making, you know, it's a perfectionist. I understand I'm a Virgo, so I'm annoying. <laughs> but it's, when you think about, you know, his whole life, that 25 years that I look at it, Nancy and I, I mean, we're, we're celebrating 25 years this year. And I know going from a magazine, going from typesetting to now what we are digital, it's like crazy and it's so much work and it can be so over-consuming yet you, I don't know. We all kind of get blind in, when you're that passionate about what you do. So I think you you bring a story of balance, too, of of where where do we draw those lines of passion? Because, you know, I, I don't want to go early, but I feel like sometimes the way we work, we might, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, it's interesting. I had a big epiphany working on the film, which was, you know, Charlie was not a perfectionist. People think he was, but he wasn't. He was what's mm. called, you know, what he liked to call an excellencist. He made that word up, but like perfection is about the outcome. Excellence is about the process and the amount of care and by extension, love that you pour into everything you do. And Char that's why we called the film Love Charlie, because Charlie um, was, you know, excellent at everything. He cared about everything from the how clean the garbage dumpsters were all the way up to, you know, you know, whether a plate, you know, was perfectly a dish was perfectly plated. And, um, you know, perfection is boring because, it, you know, it's again, it's all about the outcome. But if you're in the flow of making everything in your life excellent, you know, that's that's a remarkable gift. And I think what happened with Charlie was he challenged people in his world mm. to see how excellent are they, right? Like, 
you know, he challenged people by asking them, how excellent are you? And a lot of people didn't think about it that way. And a lot of people um, didn't appreciate that. They don't like it when people kind of hold up this mirror and say, you know, you're not, you're not pouring yourself into everything you do in the same way that I am step up or get out. Those were the two choices. Yeah. He, you know, just even when he worked for people in the beginning, he said, I don't work for you. I work for myself. And if, if this isn't a successful night at the restaurant, then it's on me. Like he went in early. He worked. That's what, so he, ex- he had those expectations of others because he worked so hard to make for everything himself. just right. Yeah. You know, so I, I, it's just a remarkable story. And I'm so glad that, that it's there and the way you've done it. I mean, it was just so beautifully real and and well done and you've got so much footage of him too and just seeing the changes and those postcards and you know even you know family footage um from the past when he was a boy and um just such a well done well done documentary and and deserving of the awards and and you're gonna get more i know i know this is gonna go crazy it is are you are you ready for that because i think it will i mean and apparently i know everything i'm just kidding well lisa i mean first of all thank you for your kind words i do have to say that when you know the film contains more than 350 postcards that chuck wrote to his first wife lisa and what i think that the the approach to the film that i wanted to take was a very real very mm-hmm. authentic and very personal approach. You know, we've seen other chef documentaries that use reenactments and things to create this fan, you know, fancy storyline. And, you know, I, I just wanted this to feel like you were getting a real glimpse into who this guy was because for so long he was misunderstood mm-hmm. and I'm optimistic and excited that people are going to watch this and really feel like a, it's different from any other chef documentary they've ever seen. And B it it gives it it is authentic it is original it is inspiring just like he was and mm-hmm. um i want people to come away from this you know asking themselves how can i be more excellent in my own life and and yes. i was inspired to be more excellent myself so it is an amazing story of excellence and i i you know i hope he does see you know look down from wherever he is and gets to watch it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh. I, I, you know, everybody's got different beliefs and everything, but I always feel like, I hope he's, I hope he sees it because I think he would really love what you've done. And I hope Anthony Bourdain gets to see it so he can go that finally someone did the right thing. <laughs> you, you know, know my I mean? idea of heaven is that it's a big living room and all your loved ones are watching you do your thing on a big screen TV and cool. um, with a feast of, you know, whatever their favorite foods are in front of them. And so I hear you. I totally Listen, I hope that they're sitting somewhere with a white tablecloth and beautiful bottle of wine in front of them and just saying, you know, that that we got it right. And that would be that that's my goal as a filmmaker. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your work. Uh, excited to follow you. I know you've got other uh, documentaries coming up. One is Who is Stan Smith coming up. So everyone watch for that as well this fall. And uh, keep up with everything. Uh, Love Charlie is the name. Love Charlie, the rise and fall of Chef Charlie Trotter. Again, comes out November 18th. And you can find it in select theaters across the country. And uh, go get it on Apple and Amazon. The website is oakstreet.pictures. And of course, we want to thank our sponsor, which is the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. Hear me, travel writers, food, wine, travel writers. You're going to need to, you know, 
follow this and write about it. So that's what I have to say about that. Uh, everyone go to ifwtwa.org to learn more about the association, really an amazing uh, organization that we do shows with every second and uh, second Tuesday and Wednesday, excuse me, every second Tuesday and Friday and coming up uh, every third Friday as well. So stay tuned for that and keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Lisa, this was fantastic. Thank you.